Hello everyone, I'm Alex Majorana. And I'm Sydney Lynch. And this is Little Known Tracks. This week we talked to Philadelphia-based rap and R&B artist, The Taste of Vomit. He's recently picked up photography, which he uses as another creative outlet, and definitely not for collecting tonsil pictures. He wrote his first songs after he was asked to play a show, taking two weeks to fill a 20-minute set. His album, The Endorsement, poses a question, how long has he been stuck indoors, creating a narrative of growth and hope through self-rediscovery? Being a fan first helps him to develop relationships in the community, creating music with some of his favorite artists. Without further ado, Houseplant by The Taste of Vomit. with to keep alive one with browning leaves and wilting stems it'll take months for anyone to realize i even died yeah i've been channeling my inner botanist as a way to combat life lonely monotonous studying up and trying to practice though i'm not convinced i could maintain a cactus and i started collecting succulents cause life sucks then it sucks you in Ain't it funny how depression can block our basic needs As time slowly begins to expire our seeds And yeah, I'll eventually start to see Why what's not meant for me creates jealousy As growth remains stagnant, I need to repot Betrayed by my roots, I choke myself out Someone please show me How to take care of me How to nurture myself properly can someone please show me how to take care of me, how to nurture myself properly? I thought getting a plan would cure my loneliness, but it just serves as a reminder of unrequited love. And when it dies, I'll replace it with another, though I need to get in the dirt to do the work. Confused feelings are getting away of my friendships. I'm no longer certain the roots of my senses. And I thought I found a cure in art. Trying to propagate a piece of my broken heart. So I'm stealing bulbs off the floor at Home Depots like we used to do together. And there's not enough light in this apartment to keep and enjoy a thriving garden. I keep thinking these plants will fill a void. Of everything I'm trying so hard to avoid I miss feeling love, I miss feeling seen But my thumb is so far, my ass is no longer green Someone please show me How to take care of me How to nurture myself properly Can someone please show me How to take care of me How to nurture myself David Bupp, also known as The Taste of Vomit. Thank you so much for being on with us tonight. Yeah, thank you guys very much for having me. So, the first thing that we wanted to talk to you a little bit about was photography. Tell us a little bit about where your interest lies in that and kind of just how you got interested in it. 
Yeah, well, I'm just kind of like starting to get into it. I don't know so much about it. Uh, I'm just something that like I've been having fun with lately. I don't really have a lot of hobbies outside of music. Music takes up a lot of my spare time, like after my day job and, and family and stuff, things. But um, yeah, I've just been having a lot of fun with uh, photography and you know, a couple people that I'm really close with, we've just been going out and practicing, you know, I have a, a little like, you know, not so great camera, but it's pretty decent in like the daytime, you know, the light and everything, but it's not so great inside. But um, yeah, it's just something that I'm having fun with. It's another creative outlet and just something that like I'm enjoying and I look forward to learning. And I, you know, been looking up things and trying to learn little things and just something I've been enjoying. So what's your uh, go-to thing? Are you taking pictures of still life? Are you doing like portraits outside? Like do you have uh, subjects you're taking pictures of? What is your go-to right now? Yeah, mostly people, um, just, you know, other, you know, uh, people, other friends that are also kind of just interested in it. We're both kind of like learning together, just taking pictures of each other, just going out or taking pictures of, yeah, just whatever the park or trees and things like that. And yeah, just having fun with it and learning new things. And it's a new creative outlet, you know. Are you like taking it with you? Um places like just kind of as a given or is it like you're very intentionally like all right let's go take some pictures today uh, like, you know what I'm saying yeah yeah I guess a little bit of both uh recently an intentional one was that I borrowed my cousin's camera that was really nice that I had for doing a video thing for a music thing and I was just like well I have this and it's really nice so let me take it everywhere that I go and um you know, so I guess that was more intentional. But yeah, sometimes it's just like, oh, like I'm not doing anything today. What are you doing? Like, let's just like go out for a little bit and whatever, you know? Now, do you ever like indulge in the iPhone camera pictures or like try to do quick little snippets of that? Uh, and then try <laughs> well, to... Unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, depending on who, <laughs> who you ask, I'm part of Team Android, <laughs> so <laughs> we're over here. But um, yeah, I take stuff on my phone sometimes. My phone camera isn't the greatest, but yeah, I do that. And especially like if I'm out at like shows and stuff, or I like to take videos of my friends performing or photos of my friends performing on my phone and little things like that too. Now, do you think show photography is something that you would want to get into? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would love to. Um, I'm pretty like, you know, also go, goes along with being a musician, but I'm pretty decent at timing. And I, and a lot of the people that, you know, I go to see, like, I know a lot of their songs in and out. So I know when they're going to make like this specific face or something that would be a, so yeah, like if I had a camera that was like, you know, sometimes, I mean, photography is a very expensive hobby to get into <laughs> that that I'm learning very quickly um but yeah I think I would really enjoy show photography if I had like something decent that would work in low lights and everything so you're you you talked a little bit about like you have this kind of not so great like funky camera like explain like what the camera is to me because I feel like even most digital cameras from like 
early 2000s are still going to be able to pick up a lot of stuff. And even if they don't, like, you could still get some real interesting stuff out of them. Oh, yeah, So, yeah. like, just, what are, you, what are you working with? Oh, yeah, I just have, like, a Nikon. Uh, it's, like, an updated version of what it's called a Cool Picks. It was just, like, you know, like a $150, $200 thing. It actually works really well outside. It's just when it's inside, a lot of the times it's very hard to focus and it just struggles mm. a little bit in the lower light um, situations. Um, a lot of that like is the lens and stuff like that too. But yeah, I mean, all these things get so expensive too. <laughs> it's just something that I'm enjoying. Um, you know, I just, it's just something that I want to be like just fun as of right now, at least I might change my mind, but Right now, I want to keep it something that I just enjoy. There's no pressure. I'm not trying to meet some kind of, you know, financial quota or whatever. You know, I'm just just out there, you know, having fun and expressing myself and things like that. I I like the idea of thinking about the camera as uh, when it's like dark or something, it just has a set focal point. And so, like, you're trying to find where it is, and you're just getting, like, real close <laughs> yeah, to people yeah, yeah. with the camera. Like, all right, I figured it out. It's two and a half yeah, feet, yeah. and that's where I'm taking pictures now. All of a sudden, it's just their tonsils, like, inside. <laughs> 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 like, no, I have to be, like, all up in you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. This is just how the camera works. Can you yeah, open yeah. your mouth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have a whole bunch of uh, for, uh, photos of people's tonsils. Yeah. <laughs> You could tell people you're a doctor or something and you're just <laughs> hanging out at shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I bet everybody's be like, oh, that's the tonsil guy. He's kind of weird, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the name you want for yourself in like a local scene of any yeah, yeah. sort, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe if we do this interview again next year, my hobby will be like uh, removing tonsils or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's gonna be dentistry by yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're not really um focused on making this a career this is something to have fun with yeah. but um looking at some of your cover art for your music it looks like there is like a lot of photography sort of intertwined in some of that Absolutely. so is that something that you did and made a part of that or is that something that someone else made for you like how did you go about that stuff in the uh, creative process of making those a little bit of both um a lot of times my cover art can be collaborative um uh, sometimes it's just me sometimes it's somebody else but yeah i actually do use a lot of photography in my cover art my most recent album was based on a photo that i took um and a concept that i created and everything and then um my friend dave Sokozy, who also produced that record um he like added some grain and some, um, you know, collage elements to it. And like, we kind of like graphic designed it and passed stuff back and forth, but it was based on a photo that I took. Yeah. So is that also something that you'd be interested in doing a little bit more of like making, um, cover art, maybe like learning a little bit of the design aspect of yeah. like doing some yeah. photography? Yeah, I actually do do a little bit of uh, do, do. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I like can't help myself sometimes. I apologize. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I do uh, some design stuff. Um, I've done all of my t-shirts and merch. I've did all those designs myself. Um, 
yeah, I do a little bit of design. It's again, it's something that I never like learned, learned. I can find my way through a lot of things. I know how to like, I don't know, YouTube teaches you everything that you need to know and whatever. It's just like, oh, how do I make this like, you know, reverse or how do I layer this thing? And you just type in how to do this on Photoshop and just follow the steps and figure it out. And I'm pretty decent at that. I don't totally know exactly what I'm doing yet, but you know, I'm figuring it out and I'm enjoying it and I have a good idea of what I want and I know how to look stuff up on YouTube. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I do do a lot of the design stuff and I really enjoy design as well. I've done a lot of show flyers for myself. It also comes out of like necessity too, because you know, I don't have a lot of money and everything. So, you know, a lot of things where you can't afford to pay someone, it's like, hey, like learn this, how to do this yourself, you know? And I did that, yeah. So when it came to the new album, um, The Indoorsman, uh, how did you come to the conclusion for this picture that you wanted as the cover art of the elements that you wanted to include within it? And um, how does it kind of relate to the music on this album? Yeah, so um, what the uh, cover art is, it's a photo of a pair of shoes hanging over a ceiling fan uh, inside a room, uh, which is actually my room over here. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's uh, some collage elements of stock photos of um, like leaves and plants and everything. And um, yeah, I guess what that represents to me, I wanted to take like the metaphor of like the shoes over the phone wire. Um, a lot of times like people use that as a motif of like someone leaving the neighborhood or someone moving on from a situation. You know, I grew up in this like not so great neighborhood. You throw your shoes over there. So when you come back, you know, be like, this is where I came from. This is proof that I'm from here, but I'm no longer here anymore. And I thought that was a good metaphor for what the album is to me what I intended the concept to be so you know the ceiling fan and everything and the room itself obviously represents being inside or being stuck being stuck inside your head um different iterations of that and the, throwing the shoes over the fan is like I'm leaving this place but I came from here I came from being stuck inside my head and you know so yeah that was kind of the concept behind that and the leaves just there's a whole lot of like plant motifs and house plants and growing and a lot of those types of metaphors in in the record so i wanted to incorporate that element as well talk us through uh the record then because you've told us like this is kind of a symbolization of what you thought about while you were making it like this growth um, so just kind of tell us about your growth and like your journey and the development of this um, album. Yeah. So yeah, this record is called The Endorsement. And um, yeah, it's essentially just about um, a period in my life where I was feeling really stuck. Uh, I was I was going through a breakup um, and also just like dealing with a lot of mental health issues. And I, you know, I went through a long period of time where like I was just having a really hard time. I was having depressive episodes where I literally didn't leave my room for over a week. And then a couple of weeks later, it was only to leave to go to work and whatever. And, you know, things like that. And just like overcoming that, like looking inside yourself and, um, you know, moving on from that. So this record is, is 
mostly autobiographical. Obviously, some things are a little out of order and exaggerated and everything to make things fit and make it sound cohesive and, and things like that. But for the most part, it's autobiographical. That word's hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just about, yeah, feeling stuck and then, you know, finding hope in in a future, you know. I also, like, I didn't want the ending to be like, oh, like, I'm inside and now I'm outside and everything's great. Like, I didn't want it to be a fairy tale kids movie kind of, like, thing. But what I think is actually the happy ending is, like, knowing that there is hope. Like maybe I'm not quite there yet, or maybe this character version of myself isn't quite there yet, but there's hope that it will be better. And that's what I wanted this record to be and represent. So when did you write this uh, this record? What was the about period of time that you were writing? And did that kind of impact where you were and how um, the record came to be in the way of like when you wanted to release it was this something that you were writing for a little while and held on to or is it a relatively recent uh, project uh well it's relatively recent but it's a long time for me uh i usually do things faster uh, and i actually started and put out like records in between when i started this one <laughs> um but so, yeah, I really wanted to take my time with it, with this record. This record was very important to me. And yeah, I guess I started writing this probably maybe February or March of last year. And then I probably finished writing like and recording in that maybe in like November or October of last year. And then, you know, we or like editing until like maybe January and then it was basically done by January but I just put it out um I think three 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 or four weeks ago yeah so now that it's out what has been the reaction and what were you thinking when you put it out and like the uh your thoughts on everybody else hearing it for the first time like what did that mean to you that actually that meant a whole lot to me a, a lot a lot of people had very 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 nice things to say and um yeah it just warms my heart like a lot and yeah a lot of people connected with it a whole lot um which is you know very special that's anything any kind of artist you know can hope for I would think at least in my opinion or whatever but yeah the reception was really great people are really into it um yeah things are going pretty well yeah Obviously, in writing this, um, it seems like this was sort of a a means of, like, catharsis for you in this writing process, but, like, also, like, having it be out there, and I think something along this lines of, like, rediscovering yourself and kind of growing as a person and being in this place and feeling stuck is a fairly relatable thing. Um, is there something, like, in terms of writing it, like, while you were doing it that you hoped other people sort of got out of this record? Not initially. I think initially it was selfish reason. Not necessarily selfish reasons, but, like, it helped me feel better to get these things out of my head. And I think that, yeah, just throughout my career and everything, I think people, like, tend to gravitate towards that and, you know, and if it helps me like maybe it could help somebody else 
you know, like me, I think that's a bonus. But yeah, when I was writing and creating it, it was mostly, you know, I just had to get it out. You know, it was just something that like, you know, I wanted to get out of my head and put down on paper. Something that has always helped me since I was a little kid was, you know, writing, creating different things and everything like that. But yeah, I think after I was done, you know, there was a lot of like, oh, like, I really do hope that this can help somebody else in the way that it did help me creating it. But all that, you know, is a bonus. Like, you know, I think I'm really proud of it. And I think it's interesting and creative as well. And yeah, that's, you know, that's all I could hope for, I guess. And there's a lot of collaborations on this record. So could you tell us yeah, some yeah. of the people who you worked with and what the process was like uh, working with them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, everything was a little bit different. Some people, you know, we wrote together and, um, you know, they're like friends and close people in my life. And some others were just artists that I admire. Everyone on this record uh, is like one of my favorite artists. I love every single person on here like so much. I think they're all really great. Um, the first song features uh, John S. Hall, who was this vocalist in this group called King Missile, who are pretty popular in the 90s. And I was just a huge, huge fan of them, um, you know, when I was in middle school and high school and everything like that. So it was really crazy that he agreed to be on this record. And I think his like, piece is such an he does a spoken word intro like for the intro song and it's just it's really amazing it's way he put so much into it and I kind of just told him my idea and what the direction of the record was going to be and he matched it perfectly and I love it and it's so great and yeah it was really great having him on there and the second song has uh my friend Lettuce um who's just an artist that you know I'm lucky enough to be friends with now but when I was a kid like I would just always see at local shows and I really admired his music um you know and then we slowly became peers and um you know we just really both enjoy each other's music and working with him was really great we did that together and we wrote it we also wrote it with his producer Rob who contributed some of the synths on that song he did some of the arrangements as well and just helped write some of the melodies too and everything like that. So that was probably the most collaborative song because I have my producer for the record or for most of the record, at least me and Lettuce and his producer Rob all kind of wrote and rewrote that like a million times. Um, so that was probably the most collaborative but yeah, then I have uh, Amani Reed plays saxophone solo on one of the songs called Inside Job. And she's really great and like, you know, kills it on the saxophone. And then um, Courage, um, who's this really amazing R&B singer who I'm really close with. Um, we wrote the song in motion together, um, you know, and that was a really special moment and, you know, matched both of us were going through similar experiences and it was very cathartic for both of us to get that out. And then, yeah, I have a more traditional, like quote unquote, traditional rap song called In With The Out Crowd um, that just fishers three of my favorite rappers, Air Max and Love Ulysses and Dunscap. 
who I, you know, I, lo I love everyone on this record and it was really great working with all of them. And there's a lot of um, variety, like genre-wise, music-wise on this album. Was that the intent of when you started writing? Did you have like the uh, vision of wanting to explore different genres or did that all just come out, you know, within the writing process? A little of both. I didn't necessarily intend all of it some of it I did but yeah I did a lot more singing on this record than I've ever done and I'm still not totally comfortable with singing and uh, you know this was one of those records where I wrote other songs and some some of those songs that ended up being on the record weren't originally intended for it and things like that and we you know got rid of some and kept some other ones but yeah I I did a couple of singing ones and like I was like oh, I don't know about this and like other people were like no that's like put that on there <laughs> and I'm really glad that I did I think everything you know worked out great but yeah I think some of it was intentional but most of it was not most of it was just kind of like oh I'm gonna try this and then we ended up keeping it <laughs> and yeah like you said, it's it's a very diverse album in in so many ways, and that's it's interesting to, uh, to me, like the amount of people that you worked with on this album, but like not only that, like in the past as well, collaboration seems to be like a very big part of your musical process. Um, I think what uh, I I want to touch on a little bit is kind of like your start in music and how you got to the point. Um, where you are now and kind of how you made all of these connections and uh, made this collaboration such a um, important part of your musical process? Yeah, I think my main answer to that question is just like, it all boils down. I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of music. I'm a fan of art. Like I, all the people that I work with, I just enjoy and you know <laughs> and I want to hear more out of them so I'm like be on my thing because I want to hear you like on my thing or whatever but yeah I guess like I started I don't know like maybe when I was like 10 or 11 I was always kind of just like writing stuff I would write poetry a lot it was very I don't know I would like draw little comic books and things like that I was always really into art uh, my grandparents were very very encouraging to pursue creative things um, my grandma used to let us like play with her like big like huge like uh, you know VHS like camera that like went straight to the tape and we would just like make weird little movies and comedy sketches and things like that so I think just starting music was just a natural you know thing for me like nobody some of my cousins and stuff play music but nobody you know none of my parents are even really into music um there's just something that like I just was into all kinds of creativity and music was just the one that stuck I guess you know and uh yeah I played in a rock band for a while um started rapping just kind of for fun just doing like freestyles and doing like little you know rap battle things at the lunch table <laughs> and like um you know just like goofing off and I was really I'm pretty like fast with my brain and like quick-witted so like it fell into that whole like rap battle lunch scene <laughs> high school thing or whatever and then 
eventually like it just manifested into it where I was just like oh like I want to take this more seriously I want to start writing like actual songs and went from there and it kind of just like I got my first rap show from somebody before I had any songs they just knew that like I rapped for fun and they're just like oh like play on my show and I was just like I don't have any songs <laughs> so it's like here's two weeks right 20 minutes of stuff and uh yeah so that's where I first right? <laughs> wrote some of my first songs was because I had to <laughs> I guess and yeah just like progress from there I just you know I just enjoy it and like you know just slow steps like you know I put out a mixtape and then I put out a more formal record and then you know I, I went on my first tour last year I'm planning my second tour right now um you know and just things have been slowly you know generating interest and you know and yeah it's been really exciting I've been really enjoying it I think now this is like super off just I feel like um like rap battle lunch <laughs> yeah, scene yeah. feels like a YouTube channel that people yeah, yeah. would like do exactly <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Honestly, that is what I was imagining when you were talking. Yeah, about we probably should have done that. <laughs> but I don't think it, um yeah, none of us really had like camera phones or anything back then. But um we probably should have taped it. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of cameras and videos that you've made when you were growing up, you have a couple music videos that you've recently yeah. put out, one for Houseplant and then one that is coming out soon. So tell us a little bit about sure. the inspiration and process of Houseplant and then what you can tell us about uh, Stay Indoors, which is hopefully coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be out by the time this is out. But yeah, Houseplant is, um, it was kind of supposed to be like, um, well, that song is a lot of, the song Houseplant is a lot about, like, really looking inside myself. It kind of, like, is at the turning point of the record where I'm starting to be curious about, like, getting better or whatever. And I kind of, like, it came out of a time in my life where I was, like, questioning, oh, like, am I ready for this thing where I feel like I can't really take care of myself? How can I let somebody else into my life and things like that and I use the metaphor of like not being able to take care of a plant in my house <laughs> um you know to signify like I can't take care of myself how can I take care of this other thing or whatever and kind of questioning that and slowly realizing oh maybe I can take care of myself so a lot of those like literal versions of that metaphor are in the video like I was like I'm gonna actually pretend like I'm a house plant I'm gonna sit in this pot we're gonna pour a bunch of dirt <laughs> on me we're gonna water me uh my friend Chris is gonna like cut my hair and sing to me <laughs> and read me a book and stuff I was just like and I'm gonna be and yeah and I guess the big reveal uh ending ending is that he hands me the water pail and is like, no, you can water yourself now. You you can handle this, which, you know, is a metaphor for being like, yeah, like maybe I can, you know, do these things. Maybe I can start to take care of myself and not just be sulking, stuck in my room and stuck in my head and things like that. But I wanted to make it kind of fun and silly and things like that. Um, 
so yeah, that was the video for Houseplant. And uh, yeah, stay indoors. Um, it's kind of just a mood setting thing. Um, it just sets the mood of the song and has a lot of, you know, visual things that like help, you know, define the vibe of that. And uh, we're actually working on another one too that I'm finishing up soon for Emotion. And that has a whole storyline and a little bit of acting in it and things like that. And uh, that'll hopefully be out, you know, I don't know, maybe mid-May or something. We're about to wrap it up very soon. We have, we have two more hours of shooting to do. So, yeah. We love a, like, classic early 2000s music video with acting and drama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Me as well. I, I feel like people don't utilize that as much anymore. Like, you know, a lot of not knocking it because I think there's still value in this but like I feel like a lot of music videos it's just you know the person performing or whatever you know with like interesting lighting and things like that and I think that serves its purpose but yeah I really enjoy like a storyline and whatever you know I think there's so much you could do with that and I feel like people don't use it enough like and, and it's a lot of fun too like I enjoy doing it. I think we've gotten a pretty good gist of like a lot of your writing inspirations and the things that kind of get you to do it and what you're writing about. Um, what are some of your more like musical inspirations in terms of writing? Like who are some of the artists that you've listened to that kind of developed your tastes and your sound? Yeah, uh, that's actually a great question. I, I'm blessed enough to have a job where I can listen to music all day. Like my day job, I do a lot of like spackling and painting and things like that. So I can just have my headphones in and listen all day. So I listen to music all day, every day, like all the time. So I listen to a lot of things <laughs> and I think it all, um, you know, accumulates or whatever. I think a huge inspiration, which I guess because I mostly write rap music, this might be a little weird, but I really love uh, the rock band, The Wonder Years. Um, and I think like, honestly, like if you listen to them and you listen to your music that, and listen to my music, and I think it's pretty obvious. I think probably <laughs> I write in a lot of the same ways they do. They're very like, a lot of their music is very like literature, like similar or like, you know, and I feel like my thing is to, um, you know, I like how they like take like a certain metaphor and then just run with it and kind of like go into a literal direction of that or whatever. It's like um, it creates a narrative like, almost, which is very similar yeah, to your yeah. music. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, so I guess they're definitely a huge influence on me um, musically. Um, I also am really into this rap artist named Billy Woods, who's very also narrative based <laughs> um uh yeah i love you know uh kanye and mac miller and open mike eagle and aesop Ra. i can name like a thousand artists <laughs> um i'm also like you know into like r&b stuff i really love like frank ocean and you know like solange and you know things like that and uh this artist Mayada who's kind of like R&B but also like folky 
uh, you know, I was listening to her a lot while writing this record as well. Yeah, um, Open Mike Eagle, who I mentioned earlier, I was listening to a lot while I was writing this. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. I listen to a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, you keep your ears open, and that helps to develop your sense of of music over time. So, if you're listening yeah. to stuff all day, you got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about uh, what's what is next for you. Is there anything that you're working on now that we can uh, expect to hear anytime soon or are you focusing more on like the music videos and like do you have any shows upcoming things of that nature that we can look forward to yeah so i am mostly focused on this record still right now um it just came out so i'm doing a lot of you know these type of interview things and yeah doing a lot of uh music videos I'm planning on uh right now i'm like working sending starting to send emails out to schedule like a little tour um you know a little regional tour maybe like a week two weeks um that'll be the end of uh summer early fall um yeah, so just those type of things. I do have two ideas for my next two projects, which are very polar opposites. <laughs> I do want to do like an album that's even more in like a folky singer songwriter area. And then I want to do a record that's even more further into straight boom bap hip hop stuff. Um, <laughs> so I kind of. I started collecting ideas for those things. I have little like notes and I'm starting to map those two projects out, but nothing really formal is done on those yet. Um, you know, I'm really focused on these. Uh, yeah, I'm going to finish up these music videos and yeah, just those types of things. I'll be playing, you know, I'm local to Philadelphia. I'll be playing in Philadelphia a lot, um, you know, and the Northeast area super excited to hopefully we get to see you sometime soon uh excited to get to see the uh, music videos that you're you're currently working on um sydney did you have any other questions for the taste of vomit so where can we find and follow you online and listen to all of your music yeah so i'm mostly active on instagram which is just at the taste of vomit um very straightforward <laughs> but yeah uh, i guess i mostly direct people towards my bandcamp page which is the taste of vomit.bandcamp.com where i have uh almost all my music i have uh cassette tapes for sale of the endorsement and my last project called carpentry um there's a couple of those left there's a few t-shirts left but not a whole lot but i'll be putting up new designs soon um, and yeah, I'm also on Spotify and iTunes and Apple and Tidal and all those things too. Perfect. Lovely. Well, um, once again, Taste of Vomit, thank you so much for being on with us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Little Known Tracks. If you or a loved one want to be featured, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at LKTPod for more information about the podcast when episodes come out and occasionally giveaways and things of that nature. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.